godly ocean of appetites. For the godly ocean of appetites. For the godly ocean of appetites. For the godly ocean of appetites. Wake up, everybody. Welcome to Commuters Communion. I'm here to accompany you for your morning commute, our evening commute, and to lead you into time with the Lord. Of course, as you already know, Commuters Communion is your devotional appetizers for the godly on the go. Our goal is to help you to stay spiritually fed through your communion with Christ, even if you got to stop by the drive-thru. My name is Terrence Moore, and of course, I can be found at Rhythm and Redemption. And today, what's on the menu? Talking about restoration. You know, one of the skills that I wish I could have learned uh, coming up or at some point, uh, it's just about cars. You know, just learning and knowing how to fix and understand and do work on cars. Um, Obviously, it has its practical use and the money that it saves, but also, you know, and how it allowed me to service something that pretty much I always need, both for myself and, you know, even help a friend or so. In addition to just the basic maintenance and the repairs, those who know how to do restoration work on cars, oh, those are magicians. To be able to take on an old, broken down, rusted classic and to restore it to something beautiful, oh, that's that's a wonder to see. I think we admire it, of course, for the work of beauty that we witness in that, but also because the concept is something that everybody should be able to relate to. We all long for restoration. Whether that's inwardly, within ourselves, and looking to see things that we once knew or hoped for or saw uh, restored, or whether it's outwardly in an aspect of the world that we wish that we could see. Peace, justice, equity, vision, love. We long to see restoration in a multitude of ways. In the Bible, Psalm 80 voices a cry out for restoration of Israel. In verses 7 through 9, it reads, Restore us, O God of hosts. Let your face shine that we may be saved. You brought a vine out of Egypt. You drove out the nations and planted it. You cleared the ground for it. It took deep root and filled the land. As I get ready to jump into those verses and everything that's there, I want to leave you with a main point. And for today, that main point is this. Our restoration is bound up in favor from, faith in, and ultimately the face of God. I'm jumping around a little bit, and so I want you to put that on your dashboard if you're driving, or put that in your bag or so if you're on the metro, because... Instead of actually unpacking that main point, I'm actually going to turn to those verses that we just read. Because all of our devotional substance is really going to come from verse 8. Where it reads, you brought a vine out of Egypt and you drove out the nations and planted it. In verse 8 of Psalm 80, we find that when the Lord restores, he brings out life-giving vines. He drives out enemy nations and he plants sustaining foundations. And so if you're looking for what restoration looks like in your life, you can look into those things. He brings a vine. He brings out a vine out of Egypt, as it reads. You brought a vine out of Egypt. You know, vines give life. And a plant 
The flower springs forth from the vine because it's from that vine that all of its nutrients are found. Even in John 15, one of my favorite illustrations and verses, it talks about that uh, he is the vine and we are the branches. and We can't produce fruit apart from him. Vines are ultimately where we find uh, nutrients and nourishment and it's where life comes from. In this example, it's important to pay attention because not only was a vine brought out, but it was done so out of Egypt. This place of bondage, death, tyranny, idolatry, basically a dry and dead place. The encouragement from that, you shouldn't have to think too much about it, but it's this concept of most of the time, the things that we see, the places that are most unlikely for us to see life are the exact places that God is looking to bring a vine out of, just as he was in this psalm. He brings a vine out of Egypt, and the Lord is still in the business of bringing life and places of life from dry places of death. And that's why we look to him for the work of restoration. So he brings a vine out of Egypt. He also drives out the nations. You know, in the work of restoring, the Lord isn't blind to the enemies to progress. He drives out the opposing residences in your life, whether that's, and I say residences because I'm thinking of nations or cities or whatever is occupying space that opposes the work of God and the flourishing of God's will in your life. Now, don't amen that too quickly because often the enemy nation the Lord has to drive out are the sinful things that are in your own heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll take care of the enemies working against you that are outside of you, but also know that the Lord doesn't discriminate when he's purifying. And when he's purifying the land of enemy presence, he doesn't discriminate. He'll drive out enemy nations that oppose him in your life, whether that's outside forces or internal idols. The Lord drives out the nations. And then lastly, the Lord plants, plants sustaining foundations. You know, the most important part of restoration is how they're going to replace the engine. If you ever watched any of the car restoration shows, I haven't seen a whole lot, but one that comes to mind is Pimp My Ride. They used to come on MTV with Exhibit. They might add all these amazing and convenient and flashy and fancy features, but at the end of the day, until they open up that hood and put up and put a new engine in that thing that's going to make it go and it's going to make it be able to last for years and years, all those features are worthless. The message in that for you is when the Lord is planting foundations in your life and when the Lord is doing a restorative work in your life, when he's answering that prayer for restoration, don't gloss over what's most important. Don't gloss over what's most important for what's most impressive. Those fancy features and everything there are secondary to being planted in a firm and sustaining foundation. Don't gloss over that because you are looking for something more impressive. The Lord is interested in planting. The Lord just doesn't want pretty paint over a rusted and broken down engine. When he restores, he wants to plant a strong foundation and install something that's going to last and sustain you. And so, yeah, that's all within verse 8. You brought a vine out of Egypt. You drove out the nations and planted it. And if we hop back to what our main point was, our restoration is bound in favor from, faith in, and ultimately the face of God. And that's our main point coming from these three observations from verse 8. Because at the end of the day, 
um, as it says in verse 7, let your face shine so that we may be saved. When the, when the Lord's face shines on someone, they have obtained great favor. So you cannot, ultimately, all of these different things um, to be, to, to have life come through from um, a, a great vein, to have your enemies driven out and to have um, planted foundations, all of those are just signs of favor. And when you're looking for uh, restoration, know that that's a sign of favor. And that's wrapped in what our next thing is, which is faith in God. And so, again, the second thing about all of this is when you're, when you're looking at both the vein that needs to come out of Egypt, this dry and dead place, that's not something you can see. That's something that you need faith to be able to know that even with um, you being in Egypt, the Lord can bring a vein out of it. Even with the enemies that you're looking at circumstantially, environmentally, and even the enemies in your heart, that the Lord can bring forth life. Even with um, you feeling like you have no answer that you can foresee if you have a foundation in the Lord where you're planted um, so much more is possible and that requires faith and ultimately all of these things are found in um, are found in the face of God one of my favorite Psalms uh, Psalm 27 talks about um, talks about just how we the one thing that we long for and desire is to sit in your temple and gaze upon your beauty um basically just look into and sit in the presence of God, staring at his face. Um, and I know we have very practical needs. I'm not here to preach to you and tell you to overlook your needs, just to pray and sing and all that stuff. But when I tell you there's transformation inward and out that comes from seeking and sitting in and being amazed by the presence of God, of knowing how radiant his face is and his ways and his character and, and letting that be the most like the most shiny and radiant thing in your life being engulfed by that that's my testimony that's my encouragement to you and so knowing that your restoration is found in the face of God where my metaphor about car restoration breaks down is that most of the time when mechanics are looking at cars they know the model the potential of what could be of that car before it went through everything and the Lord knows that too but trust me when I say when the Lord thinks about restoration in you He's not looking at what you could be. He's looking at the beauty of, of himself and how you were made in his image. It's not based in your highest potential. And praise God, because at your best days, your highest potential is vastly outdone by the Lord's glory and by how his face shines. And so that's where all the beauty comes from. That's where the restoration comes from. You being a child of God, where who, is, uh, who has received the spirit of God, who can walk in uh, in the leadership of the, the spirit of God. And that's restoration. And as our main point says, our restoration is bound up in the favor from faith and, and ultimately the face of God. And so as we transition to our to-go place so that I can send y'all off on your way, I want you to think about restoration and, and seek the Lord in what ways does your, not only your prayer for restoration, but your understanding of restoration need to change? Does it need to change in terms of the faith that you need to be able to see how God can bring a vein out of Egypt, a place of life, out of a place of death and dryness? Does it need to change in terms of your openness to how the idols and the land needs to be cleared of enemy nations, whether that's outside of you or inside of you? Or does it need to change within your view of how your foundation needs to be established so that you can really be sustained? Ask the Lord 
what ways does your understanding of restoration need to be broadened? And use Psalm 80 as a guiding point for that. So that's your to-go plate for today. That's your homework. That's your uh, chance to continue your time with the Lord. Take something with you. So as I pray, join me in that. Uh, dear Lord, thank you so much, oh God, for being our creator, our sustainer, oh Lord, our great redeemer and restorer. Dear Lord, as we focus on that last part, dear God, um, enlarge your territory in our hearts and in our minds so that we can see you with the proper reverence and with the proper just understanding of the territory that you take up, oh God. You're not blindsided by any enemy, oh Lord, and that you're the master, you're the master farmer able to pull life and growth out of everything. You're able to restore, oh Lord, in a way that surpasses our greatest imagination and even our thoughts of what the ideal form would be, oh Lord. You're not only upgrading, oh Lord, but you're you're installing brand new systems into us, oh Lord. Thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, oh Lord, who was the son of man, oh God, came down and took up uh, human form and did human life uh, in the way that's never been done before and that it never will be surpassed before. He's you is our, our, our model, dear God, and our example, dear Lord. We look to you. I pray for every listener who needs new breath and new restoration and new life, who needs newness in general. Lord, I pray that you would give it to them and give it to them through the grace and faith found in your gospel. Dear Lord, please uh, sustain, strengthen, and guide everyone who's listening for the rest of their day and week. It's in your son, Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. All right. Hey, well, thank you so much for riding out. Um, I appreciate y'all for sharing, for listening, for subscribing, for even leaving a review if you have done that. If you haven't, I appreciate it. I appreciate those who shared your um, well, I was in your top Spotify podcast and reviews and recaps. Man, y'all, y'all real. Y'all really be peace. Um, actually, that's Jesus, but you know what I mean. So anyway, thank y'all for riding with me. Um, I look forward to the next time. And of course, until then, as always, stay fed.